Stephen Byrne on 2FM. Let's get you up to scratch on the week. This week we were joined by some absolute superstars, including one of my favourite pop artists, Charlie XCX. She released a brand new album called Crash this week. I got to talk to her all about it. This being her uh, last record on the major deal that she signed all those years ago. As well as that, I had to ask her all about Cardi B calling her Charlie STD and why she dragged it up again. Here's what she had to say. Charlie, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm all the better to be talking to you, especially in album week. Um, I always say, and every time I've talked to you before in the past, I've always said, we have a thing called Track of the Track of the Week on the show. Whenever you release a song, I don't even need to listen to it. It is automatically the Track of the Week, and that's what we say on air every single time. So keep Aww. them coming. How, how are you feeling this week? Obviously, the release of the album, um, I can tell by you know the way you've communicated throughout this whole era of, of your music that you're really proud of it and you can't wait for people to hear it. I'm feeling good. I feel like people are going to be like surprised by the album in ways like and, and in ways I think they're going to kind of get exactly what they expected. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've really done a good job of kind of marrying um the more like classically pop side of what i do with the more experimental side um and so yeah i'm really proud of this album and i think it you know is very kind of symbolic of like my feelings towards like sex and power and my relationship with my label so yeah i'm really I'm excited for people to hear it when you make that decision, and I, I know it is um, obviously uh, the last album in that deal, when you make the decision to make something about that process and really make that almost the center of the creative aspect as well, what do, what did the label say right away? Were they like, ah! Um, I mean, they know what I'm like, yeah. so I don't really think they were shocked. But, you know, it's, it's interesting that... Uh, yeah, you know, I I'm not really like one for like mincing my words, and so I I I think it's an interesting aspect of like pop music that isn't really discussed that much, and so I'm definitely not afraid to talk about like the kind of turbulent time that I've had whilst being signed to a major label. But I will also say like I am super happy with how this album process has gone and. You know, I think uh, we've collaborated really, really well in this particular album. Majorly, and and especially even when it comes to the music videos, they've just one after the other been absolutely and utterly incredible. I remember having to pick up my jaw off the floor when Good Ones was released. I honestly just went, okay, <laughs> I am excited. Oh. I am so excited for this. Are you, uh, like, when it comes to that creative prospect, uh, aspect of, of what you do, it's always been there. But with this, it just seems like you're having so much fun, especially with the dancing. And I know you've been open about that, saying, I've always done that. Um, how much fun has it been to bring that, but up the ante to, you know, a thousand percent? Yeah. I, oh, my God. it's It's been amazing. Like, the dancing thing is this kind of new, like, lease of life for me to be honest like I'm enjoying it so much like I I really feel like I found this entirely new way to be creative and yeah I I love it it's it's such a release and yeah you know in terms of like the videos and things like that it's definitely been uh you know 
upped and it's fun to really like play with like you know such pop concepts and make like such pop videos especially after like my previous album which was very kind of DIY in its nature um so yeah it's been amazing saying very DIY I think is the understatement of the century there <laughs> that yeah, is the it's... most DIY album I think that's ever been made and that was yeah pure beauty as well in a time where I think so many people needed it so congratulations on that as well big 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 decision as well to sample a song that I think is beloved but also so nostalgic for people um, that it transports them to a certain time in their life with a beg for you where did that sample come up in your head and go yeah we're going for September on this well I think with Rena and I we we've been wanting to work together for quite a long time and we knew we really wanted to have this like pop moment you know and um obviously like we're both very aware of our queer fan bases and we knew that this this song is just such an anthem like a gay anthem and so I think it was kind of like the perfect song for us to kind of like play with and interpolate and still like be able to put our own spin on it um and yeah I'm really happy with how it came out and uh Obviously, I love the original, and so it was really cool that the whole thing was possible. It also started a conversation between me and one of my friends who didn't actually know the original song because he's what? ten years he's ten years younger than me, so maybe that's why. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were wow, out, that's we were out in a club, and it came on. He was like, "Oh my god, I just love the beat of the song. It's so good." I was like, "What? Don't you know what?" What's going on? Yeah, here? that's wild. <laughs> um, for you as well, I know Every Rule was one of the first tracks that you made for the album, am I right in saying that? So what was one of the kind of final ones? And what was the what, why <clears throat> was that the reason why you went, yeah, I think this is this is where I cap it. This is this is almost like that cherry on top. Right. Um, well, actually, um, I was pretty sure I was done with the album. Like I'd kind of stopped writing and hadn't really written anything for a while, and then I wrote um, Constant Repeat, uh, which was the final song for the album. And honestly, it just really felt like something that was missing. And I was really happy that I took the time to do it because I think it's my favorite song on the album. And it's kind of about like me, like fantasizing about a person on repeat in my head. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of feels like a dream to me, that song. Uh, so yeah, I'm really proud of that one. And, and that was the final one. And I don't know, it just kind of felt, yeah, once I'd written that, I was done. <laughs> And you mentioned there, obviously, having that big queer fan base. And when you talked about, you know, teaming up with Rena, are you guys in a room going, oh, my God, oh, my God, people are going to die. People are going to die. <laughs> I mean, well, there was a little bit of that. Yeah, there was. We were like, oh, I mean, we not to like back ourselves too much or anything, but we were just we knew that our fans would be really excited that we were finally coming together. And so, yeah, I think we were a little hype and, uh, you know, I think she's such a brilliant artist and I think she has such a great vision of like what pop music can be. And I find her, you know, just really smart. She's super smart and she's inspiring. And uh, yeah, so I think 
we kind of knew it was going to be a moment yeah <laughs> i mean when that simple photo as well of you and caroline and christine just went up online and everybody just <laughs> filled in the blanks in their head all the way back in october yeah. or whenever it was you know that reaction every time does that ever get old seeing that excitement seeing that that just absolute and utter joy when people are just like oh my god you are working with someone else who i absolutely adore no, I mean, it's it's really excited when people are exciting. and to, uh, Sorry, exciting when people are <laughs> excited. But also for me, it's still exciting. Like, I love collaborating with all of the people that you just mentioned. Like, they inspire me a lot. And that's why I want to work with them, you know, because I find them to be passionate and inspiring. So it's kind of exciting for everyone I think <laughs> I hope I, I love as well because so many people if you want to bury something you just don't talk about it but you highlighting Charlie STD again has <laughs> just brought it all the way back into people's lives are you fully prepared for people to call you that for the next while um <laughs> I mean yeah I I don't know if I'm ready for that to be my official name no please no no um but yeah you know I'm it's a funny story for sure and uh, yeah, a kind of an iconic online Twitter moment. So yeah, I was definitely down to retell it. And obviously, like, I'm a big Cardi fan. And like, I kind of love that that happened. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. <laughs> um, on top of that, I mean, so many people would want to ask what's next. This was the last thing in this deal, all that sort of stuff. But I want to tell you that I don't care because I love the surprise with you and I think that is one of the best things when it comes to it and one of the things that I'm very much looking forward to is the fact that you're coming to Dublin on May 13th this year not only because your shows are always fire and I've seen you everywhere from Los Angeles to uh, to London to, to Dublin to Electric Picnic all over uh, I've seen you and every single show is absolutely incredible so what can people expect from that show? Last time I saw you, I think Rena supported you as well, which was amazing. So what, right, yeah, what, yeah. Back in Manchester, I think it was back in 2019. But what can people expect from this one? And also note, it is my birthday that day, so. Oh, wow. Big night for you then. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a different kind of a show because I'm doing choreo for the first yes. time ever. So that, I think, will be interesting and I'm really hoping that I don't absolutely like fall on my face and fuck up, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be like a different vibe, but I've been rehearsing a lot and I'm so excited to do this show live. Like, I think it's a really special, really cool show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't wait, basically. Either can I. Charlie, it's always a pleasure. And like I said, forever keep releasing music because it will always be our track of the week here on 2FM so thank you so much thank you it's lovely to talk to you let's go RTE now, if you're checking out your Disney Plus this weekend, you might have caught Cheaper by the Dozen. Nope, it's not the old version. This is a brand new one starring Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. I got to catch up with Gabrielle to talk all about the movie. And on top of that, her home life, how she creates a community atmosphere with her kids. Gabrielle, thank you so much for having a chat with us. Very much appreciated. Congratulations on this. Um, you got to tell me, did you all just become a massive family? I feel like that's the inevitability of a project like this. You kind of have to. That's a lot of kids. Um, and Zach, in <laughs> real life, is not a parent. So being the parent for everybody uh, was a challenge. I'm also like, you know, that we had multiple animals, you know, as well. And I've got four yeah. dogs at home. So I've had to, you know, kind of had to really be, you know, Mama Baker 
in every sense of of the word. Um, but yeah, we became a, a wild, crazy traveling circus of a family for sure. I mean, they say don't work with children, don't work with animals. Does Zach count as both in a way as well? <laughs> Zach was like, what, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is parenting, but children. <laughs> You're like 11 you children. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, did that mean that you had to kind of really build a good cop, bad cop sort of behavior thing with each other? And, and who took on those roles? I'm in my real life. I am good cop always, but uh, and my <laughs> husband is bad cop. But in this case, because I'm the only one who has any parenting experience, I was like, all right, Zach, I will be bad cop, but I'm gonna need your help. We gotta, we had, this has to be a give and take, you know? So I'm over there talking about like straighten up and fly, right? We're about to shoot. And he's like ah, making, you know, faces and, you know, joking around with them. So I'm like, you can't rile them up. It's like animals, you know? So we, yeah, we had to uh, figure out how to, how to reach all of the kids from our opposite angles. And, and in the real world, anytime you talk about your family, I always think if my mom wasn't my mom, I would like Gabrielle to be my mom. Um, oh. It's absolutely beautiful the way you talk and just about how you you listen to to them as well, which I think is such an important thing. What would you say to parents who, I guess, who maybe are struggling with their kids in some ways and don't uh, have that uh, communication? You have to. I mean, in, in our household, mm. we start with humility. I don't know. Mm. I don't have every answer, but let's figure it out together. And what we've learned is when your children tell you who they are, it is our job to listen, nurture, protect, and love and show compassion through all of their journeys, right? Um, and I just think a lot of parents, we feel like we have to be, you know, an, a walking encyclopedia. We have to be Nostradamus. Like we have to have every answer at all times. Otherwise we appear weak or we'll lose control. And a lot of our challenges come from not listening to our kids. You think, you know, this generation is so different. We cannot, it is literally impossible for us to relate. Our only hope, because we can't have sympathy because we just don't know, this is not our lived experience, is to figure out how to be empathetic um, guides who love and nurture along the way. But that comes from trial and error. I'm not gonna say our 20 year olds are getting that our same enlightened approach that you know the younger, the younger kids are, but yeah. admitting that you don't know is half the battle and being okay with, I don't know. And that is why I would say you, I would wish you were my second mom. Thank you so much. And congratulations on this again, um, absolutely loved it. No, and I got to say, I filmed a movie in Ireland. I lived in Ballsbridge right across from the soccer stadium. Yes! And I <laughs> loved it. I absolutely loved it. RTE. On the other side of streaming this week, Top Boy is out again. It was a series that was released on Channel 4 literally about 10, 11 years ago before it was cancelled. And then it was brought back by none other than Drake. Yep. I got to talk to some of the cast all about it and what you can expect from this series. And also, the virtue of being brought back after that long to do a story which so many people demanded to be finished. It's on Netflix, and trust me, go back to the beginning and you will absolutely love it. One of my best, uh, one of my favorite shows that is out at the moment, and I'm just so glad that we're getting more episodes after such a long wait. And I'm not even talking about the 10 years. I'm talking about the last three years since the last season on Netflix. Here's what they had to say about it. Guys, thank you so much, Robbie Chat. We very much appreciate it. Congratulations on this. How does it feel? I mean, because it's been a number of years now, obviously, since we last entered this world. Uh, how does it feel that we're getting this again after everything that's happened over the last number of years? 
Yeah, yeah, everything. It's been a crazy world when <laughs> we were filming during that crazy time as well. So yeah, for us, it's great to be back. Um, it's not quite as long a wait as yep. it is for the fan because we, we um, you know, finished filming a, a little while ago and we've been living it anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's it's good. It feels we, we're, we're ready. We're ready. And I think people are going to be happy. Was there an element of that knowing that, you know, there is those number of years that we have since obviously the last season, but knowing that the fans were probably willing to wait because they had to wait already a number of years in between well, the others. You know what it is, yeah, that the fans, obviously they'll wait, like the type of fans will wait, but they don't make it seem like they'll wait. So <laughs> that's not what they're saying to us <laughs> um, in our DMs and whatever else. It's I like, might be one of them. <laughs> now people, people get really like excited and sometimes angry about the length mm. of time that it takes and obviously we we sit there knowing like we know what date is coming out roughly mm. we know what you know people ask you questions family asks you questions and whatever and sometimes you just can't really say yeah. um and you have to be quite vague with it and it's it does it hurts to keep those sort of secrets from people that you know that have supported the show forever that are supporting like his success and whatever but um but it takes time to make something mm like, you know, this deep, this intricate and whatever. And it's what sets us aside from a lot of the other shows that try and tackle this, this um, space. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we, we take our time with it because we want it to be right and accurate. Um, so that's why you get the free year. <laughs> period. It's worth it. Trust me, I'm aware it is worth it. Um, obviously as well, COVID, I think for a lot of people, it gave a moment of reflection for, for everybody where a lot of people were looking back. And with this, did it give you guys a moment? Cause it hit a decade, you know, 10 years since the show began. So did it give you moments where you thought back and went, Oh my God, I can't believe we're back here. And, and we're being given this opportunity to do this, but not just on this scale for a worldwide audience as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, I didn't really, I didn't really clock the master. I didn't no, really I think about it. Yeah. But <laughs> Like, yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, now you say it. it's definitely, um, yeah, it's been a long time. And I feel like, you know, we, you know, the show deserves to be here because it's good. And the, and the minute it ain't good, it doesn't deserve to be on TV. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of them ones. It's like, you know, we, we can only, you know, we're only here for as long as we're great, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have to credit like Ronan, um, the writer who has, you know, been writing from uh, the first ones who created the show you know, for him to still like wake up and want to put energy into these stories and give these characters life and then, you know, work with us. And, you know, we've all got the opportunity to give input and help develop the story and stuff like that. It is, it's, it's amazing, man, but we have a duty to, you know, treat this product with care because we know it's something that the community really care about, especially yeah. the community that we're speaking about. Yeah. So we have to, you know, handle it right, man. And just, and just be real. I was going to say there, you know, that that duty of care when it comes to Duchesne and Sully, do you guys really, when you get certain things, do you go, oh, I don't think you would do that, or I don't think this is the way it would go? Is there that level of intricateness with you guys when it comes hey, to the scripts? And you don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that that goes on, um, and it's expected, and it's embraced. Amazing by, by the team, and we we embrace it when it happens. You know like with any of the other actors or directors or whatever, whoever yeah. comes in there. It's like, that is an open space for 
what happens from those sort of debates and those sort of conversations about script or whatever is what you, the greatness that you see on the screen that is like feels so real. It's because, you know, we've gone back and forth about it. There'll be mornings we come in and like, we've had the script for a few weeks or whatever, but we come in and we say it and it just doesn't work. So mm. we'll sit down for an hour or two hours about talk about it. How are we going to change it? Should it be in a different location? Do you know what I mean? Does the location need to change or... Do you know what I mean? Like we we have an open we have an open dialogue like that. Um, and at the time, look, don't get me wrong. At the time, everyone's not happy about that happening. <laughs> like yeah, of course. Where everyone's like, yeah, let's all talk about it. But um, it's what it's what it takes for Top Boy to be how it is. Yeah, and it is a beauty. It's absolutely brilliant. I love this season. I love everything you've done over the course of the last decade. So congratulations, lads. Um, I'm so glad it's back. Thank you. Thank you. The sound of the nation. Stephen Byrne on 2FM.